and welcome back to Witch Fix. Today I'm taking a look at The Devil's Footprints by Scott Alley, which is a Dark Horse comic series that I think ran for about four issues and I am reviewing the collected edition of it. I chose to review this because one, it had been sitting on my shelf for a while and two, I felt like we were lacking some male witch content which I wanted to provide and this sort of jumped out at me as being definitely about a man. Whether he's a witch or not is sort of I guess up for grabs but he's described as a sorcerer and I'm, I'm counting that as a witch. Scott Alley worked on a lot of things for Dark Horse, a lot of the Dark Horse book of whatever hauntings, witchcraft, the dead, monsters he worked on. He also did a lot with BPRD and some of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer season 8 and 9 comics so he's quite well known. This was not a particularly popular book from what I can see online. A lot of people weren't particularly wowed by it and I'll get into some reviews in a while. The plot of the book is that a man called William Waite died and he had been practicing black magic for quite a long time and after his death his son Brandon Waite is sort of dealing with the comeuppance of that sort of dark magic practice and he himself practices witchcraft. He has a brother as well who is an involved in it and is sort of terminally normal but at the start of the comic book a lot of bad things are happening to people around Brandon and his brother uh, for instance Brandon's girlfriend Sarah has a sort of mysterious flu illness his brother's wife is having complications from her pregnancy and Brandon himself keeps getting horrible nosebleeds for no reason so basically it's a story where he sets out to find what is happening to himself, his family, the people that he loves, uh, how it relates to his father's practice of witchcraft and how he's going to fix it. Also tacked onto the end of the edition I have is uh, are some prequel stories. Um, there's one about his dad uh, trying to discover this sort of ancient grimoire and there's a story about Brandon meeting Sarah and sort of where their romance came from. Uh, now the actual plot involves quite a lot of disturbing things involving contact with demons, um, various kind of psychic vampirism and also it sort of centres on how the town knows about Brandon's father and the sort of things that he practised, how they sort of violently disapprove of them and are ready to turn on the family at a sort of moment's notice and persecute them again. There's also quite a few weird situations in this, for example his brother's wife it turns out she was never pregnant, except that she was. Her baby just kind of got stolen through black magic. So there's a lot of quite weird and twisted stuff going on. I had some trouble getting into this one because at the start, just a lot of different names and a lot of different people are introduced straight away. So we meet Brandon and then some random other people who we didn't necessarily need to be introduced to straight away. And it's quite easy to get confused especially because a lot of the characters look the same they're just a white guy with dark hair uh, we were also sort of introduced to his brother but it doesn't really say that it's his brother he just says oh yeah this is Dexter and then we don't find out for a while that it is his brother and there are some flashbacks worked in and some different cuts to different time periods and places which is just quite confusing but once I got sort of a couple of pages in was able to tell people apart and I sort of understood what was happening. So from that point on I did quite enjoy the story. It's sort of a story about a devil's bargain that his father made and the price that that costs but there's also a sort of unexpected twist that had to do with other things that his dad was planning. I think 
from the point of view of representing a sort of ceremonial type of magic which is very rooted in Crowley and all that sort of key of Solomon type of thing it does quite well it brings quite a lot of that into it there is quite a lot of reference to actual demons and creatures the main one being Idpa who I've googled and is actually a, a recognized demon uh, so that's quite interesting. At the back of the book, there's a section called Demonology, which it says it has excerpts from The Secret Teachings of All Ages by Manly P. Hall and from A Modern History of the Occult Intelligences. And those seem to be actually real books. I've Googled those and they seem to be real. Whether the extracts credited to them are real, I don't know because I haven't read them, but it seems to um, seems to be. The other two stories tacked onto the end, Worm's Song, the current and the call they're not that interesting i wouldn't say that they added a huge amount in in fact they raised probably more questions than are answered by the actual series but i think it would have been worth putting those at the beginning of the collected edition just because then we'd be introduced to the characters more gradually and then we'd be able to recognize brand and sarah and various other people as they were introduced there's quite a lot of Lovecraftian stuff at play in terms of, sort of secret rituals to summon demons. And in one of the shorter stories, there is something that looks a lot like Cthulhu. I'm not overly familiar with Lovecraft, but even I can see that there's elements of that in there. And other people have commented it in their reviews. So I guess if you're a fan of sort of Lovecraft, if you're a fan of that sort of lesser key of Solomon branch of magic, then this might be something that you want to look into. Also, if you're just looking for something that has a male witch in it. Uh, it also very, uh, references briefly occultists from England who are actually real people so it has some sort of that history blended into it. I wouldn't say that the concept is incredibly original, it sort of reminded me of quite a few other things but the execution is sort of reasonably okay. It doesn't really make for a great read but it's not like jaw-droppingly bad either. The writing is just kind of wishy-washy and sometimes it's not entirely clear what's happening or what's going on or what people's motivations are but you can generally kind of understand after the fact what has happened so it's all right and it's quite short so it will keep you going while you're maybe waiting for another book to be delivered by Amazon. I found it quite unreasonably annoying that they are inserting like coughs into Sarah's speech but also that when Brandon gets punched on the nose his speech changes and sort of everything starts starting with like a D or a B because he has a broken nose and his speech is all messed up and I don't think you need to do that because it makes it one incredibly difficult to read clearly and you have to kind of keep like mentally blanking out different parts of it or changing letters back and I don't think you need that because you can see from the pictures, like it's a book with pictures. That's the whole point of it being a graphic novel. You can see that his nose is broken. You don't need it to, to be like indicated in speech. You can see that Sarah is ill because she's bundled up in bed with like a bunch of tissues and she doesn't look particularly great. So you don't really need to like change the way that people talk just to like make it obvious. It also kind of annoyed me and this is just a sort of decision in the plot that the main character Brandon doesn't tell Sarah any of what's going on and then at the end she gets quite justly annoyed that he's kept all this sort of evil stuff from her including the fact that spirits have been visiting her room and he's seen them in the night and also that he's burned down her mother's barn and called her an alcoholic in front of the whole town which was kind of true but also a bit mean and so she confronts him about all this and his response is to get angry at her and shout at her and then to sort of physically grab her and 
I don't really think that that's something that you want your main hero to do because it just makes him come off as kind of a douche. So I wasn't that impressed with that. It's probably not one that I'm going to keep and add to sort of my permanent collection. I've got other comics that I enjoy more that are about witchcraft, but I think this was definitely one to read just to have gotten into something because I don't really read a lot of dark horse stuff, I have to say. Maybe a couple of the, the Dragon Age comics have been published under that, but a lot of the stuff I tend to read tends to be image comics. So this is quite an interesting foray into what they have to offer witchcraft-wise. You can buy this really, really cheaply. There are a lot of the collected editions around. I'm not that cut up about not enjoying it a huge amount. I'm also probably going to give the Dark Horse Book of Witchcraft a look because I didn't think Scott Alley was that terrible at writing. So that's probably something that I'm going to look into at some point. So I do recommend this, but probably for quite a niche audience. It's not just going to be for anyone who has a vague interest in witchcraft in general it's going to be for people who have more of an interest in the demon summoning aspect and who are probably okay with having a less than ideal protagonist because as i said brandon does come off as a little bit of a twat i hope you've enjoyed this episode as usual you can get in touch via twitter at witchfix and on email which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com you can also support me over on patreon and there is a link to that in the description so please do donate if you feel like helping me get some more bandwidth for my episodes and i'll see you in the next episode bye